Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, Mercury is here to answer questions about Wasteland Weekend, Neotropolis, and Hannibal's Gang of Cannibals. So there are some events that I don't ever really want to go. Well, no, I want to go to. I want to go to them. The problem is, is that they're out in the desert and I'm not a big fan of sand and heat. And but it looks every post that I see is pretty awesome. And one of those events, oh, one of them that happened recently is Neotropolis. But another event that pretty much started the whole thing, I guess, is Wasteland Weekend. What is Wasteland Weekend? So Wasteland Weekend is a fully immersive festival taking place in the Mojave, California, near Edwards Air Force Base. Um, It's a few miles in into the desert. So if you look around, you see nothing but hills and sand. I'm trying to refrain from quoting Anakin here about how sand is rough and irritating. Um, It is a Mad Max style festival which is to say that there are many post-apocalyptic media that we're all familiar with, or many of us are, Um, but it does take most of its inspiration from the Mad Max films. Um, Costumes are required. There are people on site who will help you to look more of the part, but we want it to be a fully scoped out world so you don't have to think about real life. Um, Some people choose to LARP. Some people incorporate aspects of LARPing into their persona. I personally go as myself. (laughs) I'm already quite the character. Um, We have everything from bounty hunting to quests to art classes. There are metal shows, burlesque. Um, A friend of mine does readings of erotica in a really bad Scottish accent. Uh, There's a little bit of everything. Um, Think like burning man but run by a bunch of (laughs) super dirty looking people the love is still there like the art is still there but we all look like trash i i i kind of think that's how i describe renaissance fair often Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The the overlap of Renaissance Fair goers and Wasteland Weekend attendees, uh, that Venn diagram is a circle. <laughs> in, in fact, there are some vendors at Wasteland Weekend because we do have um, places that take old world money, whether for food or outfitting or accessories that also vend at Ren. So it's funny to go from one to the other and just it's kind of like that Spider-Man meme where you're pointing at each other. It's like, wait a minute. I know you. <laughs> I kind of think it's funny to see like uh, the same person in clothes from the past and clothes from the future and still just gross and dirty. <laughs> yes. And, it, and it's even better when you don't know that they're going to be there. The first time that happened to me, I did a double and then a triple take walking past the stall. And I, I literally just kind of reversed and stared at them. And we all got very excited once we <laughs> recognized each other. Much more colorful clothing, obviously nowhere near as dirty, refined hairstyles. Uh, it's a lot of fun. How how long have you been going to Wasteland West Weekend? I have been attending since 2016. The event itself is now 11 years old. 
it started off with a bunch of enthusiasts who had more or less made sort of like a fan club following online. It was a few hundred attendees in September of 2019. I believe our attendance was about 4,500 people, which sounds like a lot, but it's fairly intimate um, due to COVID concerns and quarantine restrictions on traveling borders. We did have a wasteland weekend last year, uh, COVID vaccine proof required, which is excellent. And I think we were like 2,500, maybe 3,000 people um, coming back better than ever this year. I'm super excited to see everyone. Hopefully my Europeans, Canadians, uh, those south of the border will be able to make it this time around. Because people do travel from all over the globe, uh, including Australia um, and Japan. There's a group from Japan that attends. So it would be great to uh, see those guys again. I think having Australians there would uh, make it feel more <laughs> to Mad Max. Authentic, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I do like it because I remember hearing that someone did try to sneak in with a fake vaccination card. Oh, my goodness. Um, I will refrain from exact details. I appreciate that. Right. But there were... There at the festival, there is law enforcement on site. We do also have emergency medical services and a wonder medical staff, uh, wonderful medical staff on site. And due to federal law around vaccination cards, those who forge them were apprehended. And unfortunately, since the Mojave is vast and Wasteland Weekend doesn't have a defined border other than the check-in, occasionally people try to smuggle their way on site uh it never works out please don't try it if you can't afford the ticket volunteer you'll get in for free it's not worth it <laughs> i i love that kind of mentality because i well okay first of all i love it that they got caught that's one of my favorite right things. absolutely because yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna fake a vaccination card it's like no dude it's we're in a pandemic don't do that um but two I like it that people say uh, that, that you mentioned volunteer, you get it for free. Yes. Yeah, that's the same thing with Comic-Con. Just do your oh, work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And at uh, Wasteland Weekend, there are so many things you can volunteer for. When you fill out the information sheet online, um, you could work at one of the bars. You can work check-in. You can work information. We have a salon called The Body Shop. So you can do hair and makeup. Uh there are so many other opportunities available with lots of flexible schedules and it's great for first timers because you get to meet so many people in the community and get immersed um, and kind of shown around, if that makes sense. Um, in regards to things like the bar, everything at Wasteland Weekend is free aside from vendors. So you pay a ticket and it covers your camping area, it covers all the entertainment, the bar Atomic Cafe is run 100% on donations. So people in the community bring bottles of alcohol, they bring mixers, the bartenders are volunteers. So it's super community-based, which is fantastic. I have quite a few friends who go and I'm like, because I remember last year, uh, a friend of mine invited me to go and they said, you know, <laughs> We don't know how the pandemic is going to go, so uh, right. get another chance. And I was like, oh, no, don't say that. 
yes, that was a major concern leading up to Wasteland. I still still was trying to be precautious about COVID, but myself and many of my friends who attended did uh, get tested prior. And again, vaccinations were a requirement. Um, I don't recall if that was due to a state mandate or if the people who run Wasteland volunteered that. But in any case, it's outside. It's the desert in late September, early October. It's pretty hot during the day, so it felt like it wouldn't be a super spreader event. There's also next to no physical buildings. Most things are open air. Um, and we did come away from Wasteland 2021 with zero COVID cases. So that was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I am getting more and more tempted to go <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, I know you had mentioned the the heat and the sand and whatever earlier. I despise heat. It's worth the suffering. You actually don't have to camp on site. Uh, it's directly outside of California City, which has a hotel on the edge of town. Very good hotel. So some people will actually just stay in their hotel, come when the weather's better, like later in the day, and then go home at night. Well, home to the hotel, rather. So you can avoid some aspects of the 100 degree Mojave experience. Is that music in the background? You know, someone's playing outside of my house. Let me go shut my window. That's completely bizarre. <laughs> I, it, It's been building and I was hoping it would pass. One moment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I like having, I, I even, I don't want this cut. I want to make that clear. <laughs> I was actually trying to figure out what the music was. Okay. My apologies. Can you hear me? Yes. I live in a very boisterous, uh, multi-ethnic neighborhood, which is fabulous. Uh, and right now, there is a massive parade going through my <laughs> very suburban neighborhood of people playing instruments and families running around and lots of dancing. Uh, that was fun to see. Again, sorry for the musical no, interruption. You're, <laughs> you're good and jealous of the sight that you got to see. Yeah. Um, so yes, for people who are not prone to camping, uh, you can get a hotel in the city. Some folks rent RVs and trailers, which is also a good option if you don't do well in the heat. Um, there is shade during the day in some areas, but yeah, the, the one downside to Wasteland Weekend is how warm it gets. Whereas Neotropolis, which I just attended, it was cold. There was rain. <laughs> uh, we'll get we'll get to that yeah yeah I'm absolutely still looking forward to that because i didn't know that rain that is cool so, so blade runner so blade runner <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. oh no <laughs> but, so I, i've seen photos of friends who go to wasteland weekend and i do see that there is a parade of cars um yes. cars look amazing mm-hmm and I also saw that there was a Thunderdome, right? Yes, yes. So more on both of those things. Uh, what would a Mad Max event be without some war rigs? And <laughs> on site within the community, what we have what we are called tribes, which are groups of people who have a central theme and are friends, or as I call them, dirt family. Uh, one of the major tribes at Wasteland Weekend are the Black Thumbs. And these are real life mechanics. A person from the community I know named Spud does these incredible builds. I'm talking 
massive buses with full-size scoops on the front that can destroy cars. I'm talking wasted out buggies covered in spikes and chains, uh, monster trucks, cars that have tank treads instead of tires. Um, Oftentimes it's more for the aesthetic, driving around, taking photos, but we do occasionally see sort of like a monster truck rally display safely and sanctioned, not random. Um, Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) Wasteland Weekend smells quite a bit like gasoline, fire, dirt. It's it's a very distinct feeling. Um, And then, oh gosh, what was the second thing you had commented on? My brain just totally blanked. Oh, Thunderdome. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Uh, There is a long running goth club that I'm very fond of back in my home, San Francisco, called Death Guild. And they run the Thunderdome, which also travels to Burning Man. For anyone listening who hasn't seen the original Mad Max films, the Thunderdome is this massive metal structure, kind of an open plan. It looks like one of those jungle gym half domes you can climb. Um, People are suspended inside it from straps. And in the films, they fight to the death. Two men enter, one man leaves. At Wasteland Weekend, the dome is of a very similar size, but they have um, boffer weapons. They have foam <laughs> foam sticks. So you can still beat the shit out of each other. I've seen some really crazy fights go down, but it's it's more or less up to the judges on who wins. No one dies. Very rarely are you injured. Uh, when you do a 10 wasteland, you do have to sign forms that say bodily injuries and death are not the fault of wasteland itself, obviously with some exceptions. And similarly, if you participate in the Thunderdome, you do sign that if you are hurt, you consented to it more or less. Uh, The entire time they blare music, people are climbing the cages, there's a lot of screaming, it's very feral. Happens at night, so it's not super hot, it's well lit, Uh, it's, it's a fantastic show. I like it that they have the sign uh, you could die because the the show is under no obligation to give you to to make sure you drink water. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. So we do oftentimes talk on site about uh, hydrate or dehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hail hydration is also a big one. Um, I'm kind of a camp mother. I walk around with electrolyte packets, extra water, snacks, especially protein bars, bandages, lip balm, you name it, uh, because people show up unprepared, which happens. Uh, But hydration is easily one of the most important things in the Mojave, especially when you're very warm. You also don't pay attention to how much food you're eating. It's easy to not recognize when you're hungry, loss of appetite. So it's not frequent to people do get heat stroke or they faint or get woozy. The med tents on site are fabulous. Uh, There's a lot of precautions to take. So from the outside, Wasteland sounds very, very intense. And it can be, but there are also people who go and are more laid back. They, you don't have to buy into the most intense experiences. Um, We do have an area called the Green Place. If the listeners are familiar with the most recent iteration of Mad Max with Tom Hardy. Uh, the Green Place section on site is primarily run by women, femmes, uh, people in the LGBTQIA community, and it's a much more peaceful sanctioned area. 
arts and crafts, relaxing, face masks, snacks. Um, so it doesn't have to be bonkers. Your experience does not have to be Thunderdome and monster truck driven. Those things are fun to watch, but all of that is optional. I like it that there's a lot of references to pop culture and you're explaining the pop culture perfectly because I often forget that regular folks do not watch a million movies. And oh, when, sure. <laughs> when I mentioned Thunderdome, I was like, yeah, Thunderdome. Everyone knows Thunderdome. And you're like, oh, two men uh, enter, one man leaves. I'm like, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> the regular there, are, <laughs> mm -hmm. there are other Mad Max uh, franchise references. We have a food vendor on site called the Dinky Dive, which in the older films you see dinky on the cans of dog food that they eat the chili or whatever um they provide hot meals and cold drinks day and night absolutely adore them the shopping area the vending area is called barter town which is another reference um so as i had mentioned it's a mad max focused event there is recognition of things like fallout or borderlands but for the most part the festival does not include cosplay. It feels less immersive. Um, people who come with Fallout gear, sometimes there's references. It's sort of the norm for it to be very distressed and weathered and not just that like bright blue jumpsuit. Um, there are people who cosplay characters from the Mad Max franchise, and there are some actors who actually attend, and they're just the nicest people. They have so much fun. Which Nickelodeon character would be leader of the scariest post-apocalyptic gang? <laughs> so I didn't really grow up with cartoons. There are a few here and there. I was a Disney princess kid. I didn't watch Nickelodeon. I swear to God on my life, one of the first movies that I cognizantly remember is Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it actually came out the week I was born and my mother owned it on VHS probably from its release date. And I recall as a toddler watching that and clearly not understanding all the context, but I've watched it many times since. And Hannibal Lecter would fit so well in a post-apocalyptic world. He's analytical, intelligent, ruthless. I could so easily see him being a mastermind, um, sort of like the, the, I guess I could call him mayor in Book of Eli, if anyone else has seen that film. Hannibal Lecter would for sure like be a powerhouse in a post-apocalyptic scenario. So I don't really want to disagree with you, but I kind of, <laughs> I, so I, I don't know, would Hannibal Lecter want to be in charge or would he want to eat people in the shadows? So, you know, we could have a bit of both. Uh, uh, I would say in a post-apocalyptic world, people would not be above cannibalistic consumption and i think regarding how intelligent he is and self-preserving that he would recognize his best chance is to work with others and given his mannerisms his ability to charm people i could see him as the top dog with with underlings so perhaps he's not the face of this gang but he is present probably also in the shadows eating someone's fingers and liver um i i think more of like a complex post-apocalyptic gang because when we think or at least when i think 
of things like Mad Max films or some of the comics I've read, it feels much more chaotic and again, feral. But I can also imagine there being structured elements. And comparing him to the mayor from Book of Eli, that is a good comparison. Thank you. Um, I just think that I, I, because I, I, I do agree that Hannibal Lecter would want to be considered like uh, royalty, and Gary Oldman's character definitely wanted that kind of persona. Um, I just think that he was pretty flamboyant as far as wanting to make it clear that he is the face. And you explained that Hannibal Lecter would not want to be the face, but just still be in charge. I can dig that. I, I'm yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, I I would never say he is an infallible leader. I would say there is an amount of hubris. Uh, but yeah, that would that would be my my choice. Yeah. Because I picture I because I, when I originally was disagreeing, I just pictured him in the shadows and eating off uh, mm-hmm. eating off the quote unquote royalty in the town. Right. Like I mean, he go after Tina Turner. Oh, absolutely. He he. And for people listening who haven't seen the old Max Max films, <laughs> Tina Turner is present and she does sing and she helps run the Thunderdome, which at Wasteland's Thunderdome, we do have an incredible opera singer who opens up the show. It's quite a treat. I'll have to link you a video to it later. Um, amazing. I did not. Yeah, that tidbit. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um. But Hannibal Lecter is a master manipulator, so I could see him climbing the ranks, asserting power, and, you know, people look for help, especially in times of trouble or in need. So I could see him amassing a literal cult following. And, you know, people want to do weird, bad things when there are no rules, so maybe it's a cannibal gang. Who knows? I was not going to clarify that Tina Turner is in uh, Thunderdome. <laughs> like, no, he's going to go straight to eat Tina Turner, the real Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> the actual singer and accredited actress Tina Turner is going to get murder balled. No yeah. context. It's just the first that came to mind. Why do you hate Tina Turner? <laughs> <laughs> so... You had mentioned that uh, Neotropolis, when it was raining, and we'll, you know, we're not going to explain sure. it yet, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned that it was like Blade Runner. It reminded you of Blade Runner. Yes. Um, at Comic-Con, when Blade, the new Blade Runner movie came out, they built a building, and they, they inside the building, they recreated Blade Runner, and it was amazing. It was one of the most immersive experiences I've ever had where you go in and there was water, there was moisture, the there was fog, so the neon lights really blurred perfectly like you're in the movie. Um, when you were in line, you got a free box of noodles, you got a t-shirt, and you got, uh, I think it was some shots of Johnny Walker. And it was, I don't know how that's related to the movie. I think it was just a song. <laughs> but, yes. Um, I felt so bad because <laughs> I feel like people were quoting Blade Runner and I was not too familiar with the franchise to be able to respond correctly. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I want to say it is because of my experiences in my younger years, people have a tendency to assume that others in nerd communities, especially are hyper familiar with characters, franchises, whatever. And I like to be um, 
I don't want to say relatable. I like to bridge the gap. I don't ever want to assume that someone is completely familiar with the topic. And actually, uh, I had mentioned I'm from the Bay Area, San Francisco, more or less. Something I experienced when I moved to Los Angeles a few years ago is people talk at you like you know exactly what they mean. Um, I have yet to be to Comic-Con. I would like to be. I am from uh, more of a Ren Faire and Anime Con, very weeb background. So the comic world was new to me. I, I grew up reading Batman comics. Um, Wonder Woman is my absolute favorite, big Marvel fan. But when I would talk to other comic book cosplayers, they would speak at me as though I knew every single character <laughs> within the films and the comics and games. And I would sit there like, I feel stupid and I know I shouldn't. So unless I'm fully aware that the person I'm speaking to is hyper familiar with these topics, I like to give it a little background, um, especially if they maybe don't know these things. It helps to create more of an understanding in general. It, it helps to build this world I'm expressing, which Wasteland is complex. And I want to give everyone a view that isn't just people go there and punch each other and shit's on fire. Which is still an aspect of it, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There's so much shit on fire. <laughs> but I love the Blade Runner experience that I went through. Uh, I thought that was even more entertaining than watching the movies. I love being inside of it. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Why do you think that uh, immersive events are so popular? I think we need a break from reality. I think it's wonderful to explore fiction and to find other versions of myself. Um, I see it in Renaissance Fair, I see it in cosplay, but I see it most strongly in festivals of this type, both Wayside and Neotropolis. There are people I will meet on site and then continue a connection, a friendship with afterwards, and their real life personas are so different. And I see a lot of confidence in people who go to the Mojave and spend time in these camps because they're removed from people who have known them for many years. They're removed from their jobs, they're removed from their hometowns, and they have this ability to express themselves and be the person they want to be without it being an aspect of their everyday life. Um, costuming is very fun to me. Letting go is very fun to me. I don't wanna say it's completely avoiding reality, but it is nice to take a break from world events, politics, uh, you know, again, employment, jobs in general. Um, and Ren Fair is fantastic. Renaissance Fair is fantastic, but it's so temporary. You go for X amount of hours in a day. Uh, I know in Northern California, ours, you can actually camp at. I don't believe that's the case with the Southern California Fair. But Wasteland uh, is about four and a half, five days and you get to completely lose yourself in the experience. And you said that they were pretty strict on costuming, whereas yes. uh, Renaissance Fair is very all about tourism. You don't have to be in costume. So I think that, you know, the, the strict costume rule helps with the immersive aspect of the event. Yes, and that's that's a very good point. Tourism is a great way to put Ren Fair. I, of course, love seeing everyday people go to fair. Um, sure. But yes, in regards to Wasteland Weekend, you won't be turned away. 
if you're not fully in costume or it's not dirty enough, it's not torn up enough, uh, people may talk to you. There are tribes on site that specialize in helping you rip your clothes and add uh, paint to it so it looks old and crappy. People aren't going to be mean to you because you're new and you haven't learned the ins and outs of that costuming yet. But the huge draw is everything looks post-apocalyptic. Everything is completely hand-built. And we all do this together to create like our own little world. And the way you describe it doesn't sound like judgment. It's not, it doesn't sound like, oh, your costume's not complete, so you can't be part of the cool kids. If anything, it sounds like, it sounds absolutely welcoming where someone who's not familiar, not, 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 not they're, they're not too knowledgeable in costume making, because mm-hmm. I, I can't make costumes. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but it would be nice to go to an event and have someone be like, hey, let's add some stuff to that. Let's make it yes. more experience for you. Make it make you part of the cool kids. Let's help you along. I would be lying if I said that there weren't people who would judge on site, but I've never heard of anyone being bullied or spoken to their face. Uh, there are exceptions. There was someone who was intentionally wearing neon tie dye in 2019, and we were all very upset because he was doing this to get a, a rise out of us. Um, that's unfor- that's oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, there's always jokers in every community, right? Um, the Wasteland community has a huge Facebook presence. We have private groups. Uh, Wasteland Central is where a lot of big discussions happen. But there's also Wasteland Basic Training, which is a small group for people who are new and they want to know, like, what should I bring for camping? What items of clothing do you think would be good? How should I do this, this, and that? What can I expect? And it's it's a very wholesome learning experience because we do want to be welcoming. And for the, I would say the majority of this festival is very welcoming. Um, I could easily see approaching it for the first time as a deterrent because there are thousands of us and it's so well established that it might be intimidating. But at the end of the day, we are, again, what I call dirt family. I... Wasteland Weekend changed my life. At first, it was just fun, and I got to go with my friends, but I've had many romantic relationships come out of it. I've had many long-term friendships come out of it. I actually currently live with people from Wasteland Weekend that I barely knew, and now I consider them real family. Um, I had a long-term relationship end last year, and I had to move abruptly. And at that time, there were hundreds of people I knew from Wasteland and Facebook Wasteland that contributed to helping me uh, emotionally, financially, with resources. So that that's the experience you get if you go and you 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 meet people and you take the time to actually invest. That's what you get out of it, not just dressing in rags and going to a metal show or a goth club on site. It, it's so much bigger than that. And that, I think, could be why immersive experiences are so important, because mm-hmm. you go to Ren Fair, and I love Ren Fair. I work there. It, it's a delight. But people go there to enjoy the show. A lot of people go there. They don't have to dress up. They go there to enjoy the show. Versus this event sounds like everyone, uh, every person is important to make the show. So even yes. if you're attendee, you don't have a booth, you don't have a job there. Your costume, your presence 
you add to the event, you add to the art. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're a piece of that puzzle. Um, I had mentioned volunteer opportunities prior as a way to get into Wasteland for free. Wasteland is built by volunteers. It's operated by volunteers. It's staffed by volunteers. So from beginning to end, it's not a corporation creating it. Like there is absolutely like a business aspect. Wasteland I believe World is what it's called, owns this and the event Neotropolis. And they actually own the land that we operate on year round. Um, but the whole thing is truly community based uh, from head to floor, head to floor, head to toe. Head no, to I'm going to go with head to floor. I like that. Head, head, head to sand floor. Yeah, that's what head, I meant. Head, head, <laughs> head to toe is the term, but I think yeah, yeah. Like you're attacking someone. <laughs> here for it. Here for it. <laughs> because from head to floor. Or head to <laughs> punching um, noise. <laughs> so, uh, Wasteland Weekend has been going on for many years, mm-hmm. and I so Neotropolis. I remember hearing about that a few months ago, mm-hmm. and this was the first year it's been done, but it's done by the same group of people. Yeah. So, I want to start off with what is Neotropolis. Absolutely. Uh, Neotropolis is another festival in the same part of the Mojave that is cyberpunk and sci-fi themed. Neotropolis was planned to debut in 2020, but due to the panini, as my teenage sister calls it, uh, that clearly did not happen. We have an event called Wasteland Ball that happens typically in late January in downtown LA. They rent out the globe and for 2020's event right before quarantine the lower half of it was neotropolis themed we were all very excited there were uh leds and brighter guns and like 80s futuristic outfits um and that had to be tabled clearly until last month um neo is more compact there are physical structures there aren't proper roofs it's a lot of shading and covering um and the concept behind Neotropolis, it's it's an off-world site. It's sort of a, a seedy meeting of many hundreds of people who are traveling through. Um, since it is such a new event, we are still building the lore mythology behind it, whereas Wasteland has over a decade's worth of lore. There are a lot of inside jokes and stories about how it's built. People have written like books about it. Neo being brand new, we're still dialing in the core aesthetic. And that was what it was a really cool thing to attend because you saw so many different concepts and takes on what it means to be cyberpunk and sci-fi. Again, with little to no costly, which is intentional, we all said, don't bring a lightsaber for the love of God. This is not celebration. Don't bring your Mandalorian helmet. You were super cool. Doesn't belong here. Um, I would say Blade Runner was a huge influence. I would say the, the 80s visions in general of what the future would look like were a huge influence. I'm a big fan of, uh, Star Wars. I love Dune. I love Firefly. So I leaned more into the, um, kind of roguish sci-fi effect of things, but we, we, we saw a huge smattering of concepts, um, Neo attendance, I believe, was 1,200 this year, which, again, brand new baby event. Uh, Pandemic is still going on. So 
the core attendees were longtime Wastelanders, which was great because we get to build this up again. But there were people who came who had never been to Wasteland, which was so cool. Um, and I'm glad they did. It was it was a very fun experience. The rain wasn't bad. I'll say that much. <laughs> it is springtime in the desert, so a little bit of cooler, wetter weather was to be expected. But it did feel very like um, dark, stormy night crawling around the corners with a gun in my hand on a mission. It was rad. I actually think rainy weather at an event like that sounds amazing. I That was not a discouraging. When you mentioned the rain, I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> I would love for you to say that to my friends who didn't bring a rain fly for their tent, and they were so soggy. <laughs> I had a shade structure, a monkey hut, and a rain fly for my tent, so uh, my partner and I were completely dry. But there were folks who were not prepared, despite others posting weather warnings. Um, so unfortunate for them. But I think if you're going to go camping somewhere, you need to be prepared for everything. No shade to them. But <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yep. I also had concerns around the vast majority of electronics because Wasteland. We, we do have lights. Some things are electrical at night, but the majority of it is uh, like petrol and fire and whatnot. Whereas Neo was so electronics forward that I was concerned about things like shortages or or broken materials. But it, it all went quite smoothly. Uh, so that was great. And I'm bummed out that I couldn't make it this year because uh i was very excited about it especially it being in spring was a big selling point for yes. me yes yes um but it was the same weekend as san diego comic fest so i was definitely out of luck i remember my, uh, uh-huh. my friend posted they said hey check this out neotropolis and i'm like oh that sounds so cool and like <laughs> the weekend i was like all right never mind <laughs> it's not gonna work not yeah gonna work. I, a lot of consideration goes into picking the time for an event late April, early May is a little bit dicey in the desert because you probably will experience an amount of rain. Um, But the weather, I think, like, at max was 82 degrees per day, which was so nice for me. Um, It definitely gets cold at night, both in September when Wasteland takes place and in April when Neo takes place. Like, I'm talking lows of, like, 42, 45. So just be prepared to bundle up, bring hand warmers, that kind of thing. I like it that Californians look at 80 and we're like, yeah, 80 is good. I can, I like 80. 80 is good. <laughs> 80 is oh, a good <laughs> my gosh. Moving to SoCal has totally wrecked my sense of weather. I'm a winter baby. I love snow, wind, <laughs> heavy rain. I'm used to like my car door being frozen to itself back home. And I complained so bitterly about the heat here. And now I'm so used to it. I'm like, 80? That sounds nice. That's manageable. Like old, old me would have a conniption. That's way too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I I winced when you said your door frozen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I moved to Southern California, I moved into NoHo Burbank area. There are not seasons. I swear to God. Like I was so disappointed. There was no true autumn. There was no true spring. And uh, back in the Bay Area, the the spot that I'm from, you do get true four seasons. 
Now, where I live in the valley, it wouldn't snow necessarily, but it would be cold enough that I would get to my car at 7.30 a.m. and my my door would be frozen. It'd be icy. Um, it would also get to be 115 degrees in summer. So you get, you know, all of the extremes. But uh, Los Angeles was far more temperate. Obviously, it gets hot. Uh, so, yeah, c- completely wild experience for me to not wake up to, like, my lawn frozen over. <laughs> I would not want the extra work of chiseling out my door. Oh, it's rough, man. It's 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 real, real difficult, especially if you're running late to work. and it, You have to call and be like, my car door is frozen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and your boss is like, oh, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to have a frozen door. (laughs) Yeah, and during winter, we all would travel to to places like Tahoe because they're so accessible. And I remember calling my boss and being like, I'm stuck in a blizzard. She's like, oh, well, we won't see you tomorrow. No, thank you for understanding. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So you you had mentioned that it, uh, Wasteland Weekend has the lore ready and it, because it's been building up, piling up uh, different mm-hmm. legends and different myths and different stories. Neotropolis being so early on, would you would you recommend like I'm trying to think of exactly how to ask this because sure. because it's so early, everyone who comes is adding on to the lore that doesn't exist now. So would you yes. recommend people get in on it if you want to be a part of the magic? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, for those interested, we are also very active on Facebook. We have Neotropolis Central, which is where all the fun stuff gets posted. And you can go in there and put your costumes, your memes, your lore and concept ideas. Um, many of the tribes carried over into Neo into what we call factions. And because of that, they were able to link up and start building their own uh, mythos. For example, the Kaiju Club has a uh, monster altar. It had a bunch of Godzilla replicas and candles, and you could pay your respects to the great beasts, things of that nature. It was very cool. Um, it I had mentioned previously that there are LARPing aspects, which are optional but it does help to build at neo we had people standing guard on the second stories they were sentinels in full tactical armor covered helmets fake guns and it was very interesting you could become a bounty item and they could i'm using air quotes arrest you if you were in on the the larp um so i would say if larping interests you if you want to build a character if you want to create a story Go on to Facebook, check out Neotropolis Central. There's an Instagram as well, but it's not um, interactive necessarily because we're we're building, we're dialing in what the exact aesthetic is, which isn't to say it's going to be confined, but it was a very experimental year. Next year will be bigger and badder. It's going to be an extra day. It'll be awesome. Um, and in regards to Wasteland and soon to be Neo, there are off-season camping events that aren't official so tribes in northern california southern california uh, atlanta arizona all over the country and globally australia europe uh, germany especially they hold off-season camping events that are still immersive larpy costume based and the plan is to create some off-season neo events which will be posted about to facebook so if someone wants to 
tiptoe their way in, that will be an opportunity in the near future. I'll, I'll let you know specifically. <laughs> I, I'm I'm getting more and more down to do this. Uh, I told I've told a lot of people that because when I heard that there was barter, a barter system, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I can draw. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I I completely failed to mention bartering when we were talking about Wasteland earlier. Um, people come on site with goods, services, crafts, uh, all kinds of things, which I'll I'll name a few examples, and you can trade and swap items. Um, friends of mine created, uh, I think it was an introvert's barter. So it was a shelving unit facing one of the streets and there were just doodads and thingamabobs on all shelves. And it was a take an item, leave an item sort of thing. So if you were nervous to barter with an actual human, <laughs> you could do it this way. Um, my barter item, uh, are travel bags. I go by Mercury. I paint the symbol for Mercury on it. And inside are bandages, electrolytes, ponytail holders, candy, lip balm, safety pins, like all kinds of things you would need. Um, I don't ask for a lot in return. Oftentimes I will give them away, but some people bring highly crafted items. I know creatives who bring very expensive costuming pieces that they do for high-end barters. Some people do kind of quest items. Um, I have seen folks uh, barter either pre-made art or like a hey let me do a five minute sketch of you or something to that effect five uh, minutes <laughs> sorry yeah. no wait, there are workshops on site like uh like art classes which is kind of cool so it definitely depends per person i have friends who barter zines that they make or small books that they create um and that that did happen at neotropolis as well there were mass kind of bizarre events where people would lay out blankets and then all of their random goods and you could come up and be like well can i trade you this for that lots of ramen <laughs> i was more or less making fun of five minutes because i i'm yeah no i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna draw for five minutes i'll draw it for two minutes less much more faster <laughs> yeah and see you're totally allowed to do that absolutely um i know people who bring sketchbooks and they'll request people sit down so they can do portraiture throughout the event not for barter just for like a ideas for later or to create again like a zine or a, a art blog sort of a thing Brad, um so i can't i can't stress enough how much i love it that okay so the pandemic has opened my eyes to a whole group of people who don't get to be at places because now we're able to because like comic book conventions mm -hmm. they went cool and they allowed people who don't get to go to the cool places get to experience some of it and one thing i really love that you mentioned about uh wasteland weekend and i don't know if you you kind of mentioned for neotropolis is the idea that with the green place and the mm -hmm. introvert shelf not everyone not everyone wants to get into conversation but they still want to be able to experience and see the sights and sounds yes so it's nice that these places are providing a safe space for people who want it to be less noisy yes um there are also at wasteland so we have multiple camping areas there's themed areas general camping and then there is a quiet zone towards the end of it, which is still patrolled by safety and it's 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 an okay place to be. But if the noise is overwhelming, you can absolutely camp in that area 
at Neo, someone had brought a massive trailer filled with blankets and stuffies and quiet lights, and it was a overstimulation zone. If all the lights and noises are too much, just come in. We're being quiet. Lay down. Hang out with your friend. Whatever. You're safe. Um, we also, so again, on the outside, Wasteland and Neo seem like massive parties, which it can be, but it's not necessary to partake in drugs or alcohol. And there are sober and dry groups at both. There are support networks. There are people who go who are um, AA members, AA counselors. So if you need help, like they always reach out. There are sober tribes. I've been advocating for years since finally catching on that the bars and vendors and people who hand out food and drink have non-alcoholic versions. Uh, folks on site carry fentanyl, or other things in case there is an accidental overdose, we have the med tent team. So there are safe spaces. There are also groups for people with physical and mental disabilities who still want to attend. Because uh, some folks who are wheelchair bound or otherwise need accommodations are like, how can I get around site? What kind of wheels would I need? What kind of modi modifications do I have? So there is a widespread and variety of options and experiences. and. I get on the outside, it seems like a very crazy wild ride. But as as we discussed earlier, it's welcoming. You've got options. That is way too cool. Right? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I love the consideration and the mm -hmm. the concentration and the, just the idea of helping people who because I, I I do think of my privileges a lot and being able to think about the people who can't do all the nonsense that I do. I still want them to be a part of the part of the fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you also dress up. I've seen your costume of Loki. Oh, uh, yes. What, what would be your Loki's Nexus event? If, uh, <laughs> I realize that there should be clarification. If you watch the TV show Loki, you'll know what Nexus event, and that's basically where you screwed up and made your own timeline. When you altered it, I. I keep thinking about it in Doctor Who terms where things are wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, and you can't alter the course of events without creating a problem. Uh -huh. um, not to be that nerd, but to be that nerd, absolutely the sacking of the Library of Alexandria. I, <laughs> I am not. I am. I am one person, and I am physically strong, but I'm only one person. I don't know how I would do it, but I swear to God. If I could somehow retain knowledge and books and stop the burning of the library, that would absolutely be my Nexus event. As as a single person, I know I couldn't do it. I'd do my damnedest. I'd probably get murder balled in the process. But if there was a way to Loki this entire situation, bring all the magic and the energy, I would save the Library of Alexandria. For a second there, when you said the sacking of the Library of Alexandria, I thought you meant you were doing it like you were burning it no evil and i i i thought of all my library nerd my history nerds and my library nerds and all the <laughs> academics in my life being like what the hell <laughs> how dare she <laughs> but no saving the library yeah that, yeah. Would, that would get you uh that would get the uh what was it the tva that would get them on your yeah. case oh absolutely they would come and correct that immediately i'd be in so much trouble <laughs> they'd be I'm, wrong but i'd be in trouble <laughs> i might that that's a lot of fun to think of you being like nope i gotta save this library <laughs> oh yeah big angie about knowledge <laughs> <laughs>
if you were to make an immersive experience out of any fictional universe, and don't worry about uh, the rules of reality or physics, mm-hmm. it could be anything, what would you pick? I would choose Lord of the Rings. That's what comes to mind first. And one could argue we have Renaissance Fair or in Southern California, we have Twin Mask LARP. But I would say that those immersive experiences, while great, aren't enough. I would love to see rolling greens and amazing mountains, you know, these beautiful untouched by by modern world landscapes and different species of peoples coexisting i i could do without the sauron aspect of it certainly (laughs) but i think a world in which there's a touch of magic but not as much chaos necessarily would be a beautiful thing now what race would you be if you were going to do that lord of rings thing so when i was a child i wanted to be an elf so badly uh i am five five i have dark hair i am built a little broader i'm i'm strong thick but as a child i wanted to be this blonde willowy majestic person and as an adult i've accepted i am both a dwarf and a fool of a took a thousand percent um so while I wouldn't want to be 100% dwarven and I would love to be some type of wood elf, uh, I know I have to accept the fact that I'm not going to be Thrandrul or Legolas. Uh, in my heart, I'm going to imagine that I'm half elf, half dwarf. We're going we're gonna to split the difference. I'm going to be on adventures. I'm going to have magic. I'm still going to wield an axe for some reason. <laughs> For some reason, everything there there are things that need to be axed. So there's no <laughs> man. You haven't gone to axe throwing with me. Bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. It's so much fun. <laughs> I think I would go full Hobbit if there was a yeah? uh, immersive experience. Just the idea of uh, wanting a comfy chair, a good <laughs> comfy chair, good meal, and a good book. Done. <laughs> oh, it's so nice, but I'm such like a. I'm an outdoorsy person. I love to meet people and hike and explore nature and drink. And I'm I'm a big metalhead, so getting in the mosh pit, for example, and dancing. Um, there's something to be said about creature comforts, but I could not live the true Hobbit life. I would go mad. I'd be Bilbo Bag. It's like, nope, we're out of here. I'm not even telling anyone. We're going. Bye. <laughs> Where's the wizard? <laughs> I, I I would be pre-Gandalf Bilbo. <laughs> yeah okay yeah i could totally see that mm-hmm. <laughs> i i would like to imagine adventures but i'm okay with not <laughs> a little bit of adventure as a treat and then i'm going home <laughs> i think i've i've told many a friend who invites me to adventures like the friends who have told me to come to wasteland and neotropolis yeah. i'm like you're a disturber of the peace <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that a lot <laughs> um but yeah, uh, that would be amazing. I I often thought about that too. That I feel, I I I love Renaissance Fair, but I do think that more of a fantasy. And I I have not done Twin Mask, but I've heard mm, good mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I think that more of a fantasy role playing LARP area would be pretty awesome. 
I think you would enjoy Twin Mask. I have quite a few friends who do it and they play a myriad of characters. The, the community for Twin Mask is huge, um, which is wonderful. And they all seem to be great people. Uh, my understanding is there are um, introductory levels, so to speak. You don't have to be as well-versed in LARP as one might think. I am not a full-time LARP person because, again, I tend to be myself, just perhaps more boisterous. I've been invited to go. I might do it just for the heck of it, but I can't say I'd be as involved as someone playing like a cleric or something. Um, I would just go as like a chaos fairy, to be honest. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, if anyone listening wants to check out Wasteland or Neotropolis, again, on Facebook, there's Wasteland Central, Neotropolis Central. Uh, they're private groups, but you just click through and they, they'll let you in. Um, you can ask questions, get connected, post costuming ideas. Uh, we're more than welcome to have, we're more than happy to welcome new people. I can talk. <laughs> I can talk. I, I feel like every friend that I've, had talk about wasteland and invite me to wasteland have all offered to help me out to yeah <laughs> i don't i'm not even part of the community and i've already been like folks are being like here let's let's do this let's be let's let's uh make this a craft that uh, we yes. have a good time and i'm like i'm not even saying yes yet <laughs> we're gonna go we're gonna go thrift store shopping we're gonna have a craft day i'm gonna help you make a google spreadsheet of all the things you have to live bring we're gonna we're gonna talk about what foods you should cook like there are so many aspects and we're all so stoked to spread the knowledge i don't think that i've found a more supportive group that i'm not <laughs> in <laughs> yeah yeah uh I will say, I know we didn't touch on this and it's a little bit of a sensitive topic. I have a friend who's Filipino who had not heard of Wasteland. I thought he might be interested. I sent him some footage and he looks at me and says, that's a whole lot of white people in a small area. And I said, that's absolutely true. We do have people of color on site. Um, as I'd mentioned, there is a tribe that comes from Japan who are fabulous. I have some friends who dress up as uh, Aztec or First Nations inspired post-apoc, which is fabulous. Um, there is a bit of overlap with the doomsday prepper neo-Nazi crowd and post-apocalyptic because there's this very cishet white man mentality. So I will say this for anyone concerned who looks at it and goes, oh, it looks dangerous. So many white people. Nazis are not allowed. If you are racist, you are not allowed. If you're homophobic, transphobic, you are not allowed. There are many people who are lifetime banned because during quarantine and the height of the BLM movement, they were loud and proud about being racist and they are gone. If you're loud about being an anti-vaxxer, you are gone. If you post transphobic things, homophobic things, you are gone. We want this to be a safe place, a welcome community. All concerns are taken very seriously. Um, I would hate for someone to look up videos on YouTube and note how pale it can be. We do get more uh, people of color every year, I've noticed, but I know it can be an alarming situation. So again, I want to emphasize that there are bad eggs, there are in every community, but we do not tolerate it whatsoever. I 
appreciate that explanation because when you mention all white people in a small area, yeah, I, I even think about racism coming in. I just thought it was white people shit, like the just a festival and event. Yeah, yeah. Kind of but you're right that a lot of uh, ra- racist folks and that whole uh, white shit. I'm horrible at turning name. Oh gosh, you're fine. Cishet? Yeah. I'm more bad at that term. Like the cisgender heterosexual man, mm-hmm. the idea of like, oh, I could rough it out. I could do this. Yes. Yeah. There's oh. a lot of like military machoism, machismo that has come with it. And certainly if you're like, I love guns and tactical gear. Sure. This is the place for you. But if you're going to be a dickhead, you're out. Um, we do also have LGBTQIA resources and tribes on site. Uh, Wasteland has gone above and beyond to staff uh, their question, comments, and concerns staff with femmes, people of color, uh, folks who are, again, queer. So it is safer and there is more of that space. Um, something fabulous this last year is there is a big main center stage on Wasteland and the lettering for it flashed between different pride flags. So there was rainbow, trans, ace, pants, and I just, my whole heart exploded. Um, there was a, a, a person at Neo, and I, I, don't, I don't know their exact pronouns, so I won't define it, but they wore a cyberpunk reflective sari, and it was just the coolest thing. And I posted about it to Neo Central. I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know your name. I'm so sorry I kept staring at you. It was incredible. And I would love to see more cultural representation because post-apoc and cyberpunk don't have to be like so heavily constrained and defined. I, I do want to see more cultural aspects. Uh, and that creativity is what fuels the whole experience. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know which one I would be, but I mean, we're at Waste Wasteland is coming up. It's you know a few months of what you said September. Late September, early October this year. Late mm-hmm. September. Uh, that is a possibility for me to go. Uh, Neotropolis, I missed out, but next next year possibly. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what I mean. I think I like Neotropolis more because I like the '80s. I like '80s sci-fi and. <laughs> nonsense future predictions um but wasteland seems like a lot easier for me to make a costume because it's just a bunch of ripped shit yeah yeah uh i i will say i was a bit blase and lazy in regards to neo because i had a lot of um big life things happening mm-hmm. you know what i look like in real life no one else here does uh i just wore clothes i already owned i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to neo i was like oh yeah i own tactical leggings and hip bags and all these weird black accessories wasteland for me it's like oh god i have to cut up another shirt okay okay we can do this we can do this <laughs> and what tips would you give to someone who might be on the fence about the idea of attending of attending attending um i would want to address specific concerns if it's the weather bring an rv or a camper or camp in the hotel in the nearby city which is a 15 minute drive it's fairly accessible if you are concerned that you will be alone or have no one to talk to we actually have facebook groups where if you're brand new and you want to make friends it's just for that 
there's also a website called You Are Awaited, uh, which is a reference to one of the Mad Max films, You Are Awaited, Shiny and Chrome. Uh, and it's a fun little bounty hunting quest game where you make a little profile about yourself with pictures and your interests, and it signs you up to find that person on site. So it's like a little like friend quest, it's, and you can print out posters for it. It's awesome. Uh, if you're concerned that your costume isn't cool enough, it is. It is. It's not fair to compare yourself to people who've been going for a decade. Or, quite frankly, there are a lot of creatives who work on Hollywood studios who go and you'll stare at them and be like, I will never be that cool. You are that cool. You're just, you're a different type of cool. Um, we accept any and everyone. There's a spot for you. You'll find your way. Promise. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my